Missed the key words though, Rose. <laughs> Alive and wriggling. <laughs> Ew! New, new f- Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Savage Podcast. Hello, guys. We are back in real time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we are back in real time. We're back in the country of Canada. We're back in the country of Canada. Mm-hmm. We just got back from our long trip. Yes. To uh, Southeast Asia. Where we go, Roses? We went to Thailand, and then we went to Bali, Indonesia. Oh, damn. It was fun as hell. It was how a be really, your, How be your cool. review of these group trips? Um, I was skeptical at first. Mm. I was a little bit nervous, a little bit like, oh, what's going to happen? Are people going to like me? And nervous of the unknown. Uh, it, that's exactly it. And then went on the first one. So the first one we did was Thailand. So we went to Bangkok and to Phuket. And it was so much fun. The only negative I have about Thailand is while <laughs> we were there, it was literally, and I'm not kidding you guys <laughs> when I say this, the hottest I've ever been in my entire life. Really? Yes. What about like Spain? Yeah, but Spain was never like Spain was hot. Don't get me wrong. Right. But this was like the humidity mixed oh, with the heat. Oh, it's less humid in Spain, maybe. I mean, they still have humidity, but like, honestly, Bangkok was next level. Yeah, it was very, like, very hot to I, the point where it, it, at some points, it was unenjoyable. Exactly, like it was unbearable. Like even you had to like run into I AC was for a while. I was yeah. dying. Yeah, it was. There were moments where I was like, I think I'm gonna die. I need mm-hmm. to like sit down and do not. And even when you're sitting, you're just like constantly sweating and sweat yeah and we are both uh very sweaty people we are i don't think that i don't think there was a moment where either of us had like dry we're dry (laughs) only when we were inside for a prolonged period of time exactly with the ac blasting but other than the heat yeah it was wonderful it was good the food in thailand so good oh the the vegan restaurants we went to were delicious so good and um yeah thailand was a smaller group Mm -hmm. and it was really really fun and then we were in uh Bali. But wait, before we talk about Bali, we have to talk about the funnest boat ride we ever had oh, in both our talk- lives. Oh my fucking God. Okay. So, I mean, I feel like we're deterring people from going to town. No, like, we're it's not. It's hot as fuck. I was dying. And then we no, had no, no, this it was super- treacherous <laughs> boat ride where we almost died. No, but it was super fun too, guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, talk about focusing on the positive. Daniel. I know. I'd be a positive <laughs> angel. No, but the reason I want to talk about the boat ride is it was just really funny, you know? That we almost died? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So basically, well, I'm, I'm being dramatic. Yeah. But we all we all thought that we were going to die. Yeah. So basically, guys, we were out snorkeling and all of a sudden we were on this like no, no, boat trip. You have to tell the whole story. Okay. We weren't all of a sudden on the boat trip. No, I mean, we started on the boat trip that took us a few places and <laughs> yes. then went snorkeling. So we went from Phuket, yeah. which is a big... I, I guess it's an island. I, I don't is, think I yeah. knew it was an island. I didn't. I thought it was a peninsula, but yeah. there's like a small little break where it like apparently yeah. there's water. So. so we were in Phuket and then mm-hmm. we were doing a day trip to Koh Phi Phi, which is a beautiful island. And um, we were taking a speedboat mm-hmm. for an hour, which already I was like, a speedboat for an hour? Mm-hmm. It's quite a long time. So we took a speedboat from Phuket to Koh Phi Phi. And already the weather has been a little bit sketchy. And we were worried it was going to rain. But in the morning, it was actually looking pretty clear. So we went and on our way there, 
we were like the waters were already a little bit rough and of course speedboats go fast so it's kind of it's going to be a bit you know choppy choppy and so on our way there we were already like kind of um scared <laughs> and i just i was like oh my god that was like the worst boat ride i've ever had it was so scary <laughs> and then now you can tell the story okay <laughs> And then, guys, we, we were, had a great day. Yeah, we had a great day. We went into this beautiful lagoon, and it was like amazing. We went we to a beach. We jumped off the boat. We yeah. went swimming. It was it was super good. And then we went on this like cool. They were like what, they weren't sure just because the weather was a bit like iffy if we'd be able to go snorkeling. And then it turned out we could. So they're like, "Yep, took us snorkeling. We got which to see, was amazing. Yeah, the snorkeling was incredible. Like we got to see some really cool stuff along this reef. We were so close to the coral reef that I was afraid of because tu- they were like, "Do you you shouldn't be touching it." Yeah. But I was like swimming and I was like, you know, swimming on, you know, as you swim, you're like this, yeah. right? You're like horizontal. But then, you know, like you're kicking. So you're like, and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to like touch the shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> it felt so close. I was probably not as close as I thought it was, mm. but it felt like it was like right beneath me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to touch this. Yeah. Anyways. And so right after we're all like snorkeling and stuff. And then all of a sudden the, the guy that was like organizing the tour and stuff, he's like, okay guys, let's head back to the boat. We should probably leave now. <laughs> And I was like, okay, this seemed a little bit abrupt all of us. Well, I mean, we did snorkel for a while, yes, to be fair. But then we're like, okay, this is probably the time to leave. And I look behind us and there was like this ominous cloud like moving in. And I was just like, <laughs> um, okay, this is going to be fun. And up until that point, like it was just kind of gray skies, but this big cloud moved in and then we started going. <clears throat> and also like before we left, he's like, okay, everyone put on your life jackets. And we were, and before, I mean, listen, honestly, we should have been wearing life jackets from the very beginning. <laughs> But in Thailand, 100%. you know, they're a little little lax with the with the safety rules mm. sometimes. Um, not just Thailand, but like you know, maybe just all of Asia. I'm not sure, but um, so that we didn't wear life jackets on the way there, which we should have. Yeah. And then on the way back, he was like, "Okay, let's put on our life jackets." And he's like, "Oh, it's it's because it's gonna get cold with the wind." Mm. And I was like, "Well, also because you know we should probably be wearing life jackets." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we all put on our life jackets, and then. And then we took off and the boat started going and it was insanity, super rough. And it was like kind of scary at the beginning, but then it kept getting like worse and worse. It got worse very fast. Yeah. And then about like maybe 20 minutes in, it started like torrential downpouring as well. So like rain was just like blowing into the boat. The boat was like rocking everywhere. I feel like we need to put the image here. Are you able to do this? I can do that. You need to put the footage here so people can see what it was. And also the footage does not do it justice. Yeah. It was so fucking scary. And I was like at the back of the boat, like he's going to add this footage for sure. Where I'm like fucking like, well, at first we were like laugh crying. We were laughing. Because yeah. we were laughing, but also we're all terrified. Yeah. But it was also like hilarious at the same time because we're like freaking out so much. Like every single time we would, because it would just like, I don't know how to describe it. It was just like bumpy as fuck. And it felt like it was going to fucking flip Well, and over. at some points it tipped side to side. Yeah. So at that point I thought, oh my God, we're going to It's going to flip. flip. Yeah. And then we're just like, oh my God. And it was just like going, going. And it was like, we're going to have to do this. And I think what freaked me out the most is that we're like, we're going to have to do this for like an hour, if yeah. not longer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was scary. And then there was a boat behind us. Mm-hmm. So we could see the other boat. So we could kind of see what our boat probably looks like. Yeah. And the other boat looked like it was seriously just like, I saw like, I swear, like 
half the bottom of the boat. Because <laughs> I was like looking at the boat and I was like, oh my God, I cannot look at this boat because yeah. I feel like I'm going to like have a panic attack. Well, then at one point, one of the boats started coming really close to us. Yes. And I thought those two boats were going to collide. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck is, <laughs> what is happening? Get me off this boat. And it took it an hour so and a half bad. to get back. Yeah. So it was really bad for probably like an hour. And mm. then it got a little better. Yeah. Or maybe we just got, no, I think it got a little better. Uh, it was terrifying. Yeah. As I'm on this boat, all kinds of thoughts are going through my head. I'm like, okay, so if this flips over, at least the water isn't cold. Yeah. So I could probably swim, but am I going to get killed on impact? Like, am I going to like hit my head on the boat and like die? Cause you know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause you could, it's a speedboat. It's dangerous. You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm having all kinds of thoughts or am I going to get pulled under the, into the water and I can't like swim up fast mm-hmm. enough. And you were right next to the propellers as well. Oh, God damn, Daniel, it'd be scary as hell. I know. I think the, the only saving grace, the only thing that kind of calmed me down a bit was that the the crew, the boat crew, they were just chilling. Yeah. Like, they were just like, you know, on the back, they were standing, no life jackets, just standing there, just chilling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, uh. And we even asked the the crew at one point, we're like, is this normal? And they're like, yeah, during, you know, during this time of year. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And then we're like, so is it, is there any point in which like they don't do these boat rides? Cause like that was pretty severe. That was very and they're like, severe. Yeah. When it's really bad. I'm like, okay, so how bad does it have to be? Yeah, how bad does it have to get until you guys don't go out? Like that's kind of fucking scary. <laughs> it's fucking scary. Like what the hell? I was like, what are the headlines going to look like? Mm. Canadian vegan influencer brings group on boat ride <laughs> to their death. <laughs> On the island hopping tour to Phuket. Oh, God, seriously. I was like, all kinds of thoughts. Yeah. I was like, how do I survive this? Mm. Like, oh, anyway. So then, <laughs> so then so we survived the boat trip. We all had a great laugh about it afterwards. We all survived. It's all going to be in all of our memories, quite cherished. Forever. Yeah, I'm going to cherish that memory and be like, you know what? We survived it. Exactly. They should sell They should sell shirts that says, like, I survived the boat ride or something. So that was fun. Mm. Then after that, we we had a few more days in Phuket and then we went to yeah. Bali. Yeah, it was very, um, yeah, these trips are very jam-packed. Mm-hmm. A lot happens. So it feels, that feels like ages ago, even though it was only like two weeks ago. Well, and I thought too, like, cause like in, I was part of like the itinerary and stuff. There is some downtime yeah. and there, to be fair, there was some downtime, but like, I thought there'd be a lot more, but I actually really liked how literally so much stuff is packed in. So you're yeah. like, you see and do so, so much. much. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we, and then we did, a. Uh, we went to Elephant Sanctuary in Phuket, yep. which was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and be careful, though. If you go to Thailand, don't just go to any old Elephant Sanctuary because they they will call anything an Elephant Sanctuary. Uh, but there are a few ones that are like ethical and like, uh, you know, they're they, <coughs> I, we felt good about going to them. Yeah. So we went to the one and it's called Phuket Elephant Sanctuary. It was so nice and it was amazing. We got to see the elephants like really up close up close yeah and they do a lot of like work in rescuing the elephants and then also the last time i went i went to chiang mai uh i think it's called elephant nature park so those two i definitely recommend i haven't gone to any other ones but those two are definitely amazing so we did that and, and it's also nice just to travel with a bunch of vegans oh, it's because so then it's nice. like even on your days off or your breaks, yeah. you have a group of people to like go check out vegan restaurants with yes. and everybody's vegan. So it's like, it's so easy. Yeah. It's kind of nice because then other people also find restaurants for you. Like you don't even, yeah. I didn't even really have to think about restaurants because everyone's yeah. like, Oh, did you try this one? I'm like, no, I'll yeah. go there. You <laughs> yeah. know, like it was so that part I really loved. Yeah. It was so nice. Yeah. Traveling with other vegans is great. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we went to Bali. Mm-hmm. 
and Bali was also amazing. Oh my God. Bali was less hot, which was really nice. Bali was the perfect temperature. It yeah. was like between, I want to say it was like between like 28 and like 30 Maybe. Some moments I did feel hot, but because I experienced Thailand, yeah. to me it was like not that much. Yeah. And it, it, you constantly had like a nice sea breeze in Bali. I don't know. Bali just was like perfection. Yes. You loved Bali. I really did. I loved like everything, every shop that you go into, I feel like, or not shop, but like restaurants, cafes, they all have like a Bali aesthetic, you know? Everything is very Instagram. Everything. Yeah, like, no wonder like, all the influencers go to Bali. Exactly. It was like, you would just go into like a regular restaurant. There'd be like a freaking yeah. shrine in there. There'd <laughs> yeah. be a, a water feature with a stream that goes yeah, through know, and so lily nice. pads. And you're like, what the fuck? Where am I? And then you, you'd go to the coffee shop next door and there'd be like swings <laughs> on like this temple mass. Like it was like crazy. Yeah. Like, very religious there they're very hindu mm. the hindu is the big religion in bali yeah. so everything is kind of like the hin- like inspired by that aesthetic i yeah. feel like and also they have like temples everywhere oh. they build like a shrine and then like they build houses like around the around shrine. the shrine yeah it <laughs> was it's, it's just beautiful it's and, beautiful and like the first hotel like both the hotels we stayed at were nice in different ways the first hotel though it was literally like we were staying at a freaking temple like yes it was beautiful it was like we're on these amazing grounds like I don't know everything about yeah, all Bali. the hotels that we stayed in were all really really nice. Yeah, oh, there. I mean, I feel like that's yeah. just like you can't really. Well, I'm sure you can. You can't if, if you go if you. Yeah, like you mean you go wrong. Yeah. Of, I mean, we stayed at a shitty hotel after in Phuket. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, so basically, so after the, so if you guys don't know, like these are basically planned group trips that like I hosted and I brought Daniel as my lovely plus one. Yes, and so. Thailand was one week and then Bali was one week. So these are two separate trips. And so after the Thailand trip, me and Daniel, we took a few days mm-hmm. of a break in Phuket um, from the treacherous, you know, strenuous trip, that strenuous we were trip. <laughs> um, but they are, they are quite full on. So yeah, like it does, busy. it does take it out. Like yeah. it does like get you a bit tired. So we did stay a few days after in Phuket and we booked a different hotel and we were like, let's just book a cheap hotel but the pictures looked looked, decent it looked nice enough we're like we don't need like something glamorous like we just need a nice hotel to be fair it was very cheap Mm. so i will just be like you know what that's fine yeah but it was very different from the other ones that we stayed (laughs) it was it was a completely different aesthetic (laughs) yeah it was very different aesthetic for sure it was two single beds in a room that was about the size of a i don't know a closet it was smaller than this room yeah it was smaller than this room (laughs) maybe the same size of no including the bathroom yes (laughs) same size this room including the bathroom and uh yeah smelt like a uh, cigarette smoke yeah that was lovely and it was uh right beside a main road well in, not main road no but. it was right beside a pub a sports pub yeah and on the first day it was worse the first day because they were playing like i think it was women's world cup it was i think and so like a huge crowd had gathered and you could hear like everything anyway yeah. it was fine <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot and then 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 and then going to bali it was like nice it was like a kind mm-hmm. of change of pace and stuff the only downside to bali which i didn't realize before i went there and i didn't well, bali know, and thailand yeah and thailand and, to be oh, mostly bangkok but, yeah bangkok and more so because phuket mm. wasn't so bad phuket was fine yeah but like well not fine but it wasn't as bad yeah yeah <laughs> but bali it literally i have like the traffic was so bad because and it was it's a different bad than Bangkok because Bangkok it's so bad just because there's so many cars and it's so congested. Whereas I felt like with Bali, because the way it's been designed, everything is these narrow roads that go everywhere. There wasn't as many like highways or things to get on. There's like no highways exactly. basically. And so you have these narrow roads and you have cars coming both ways, right? And motorbikes and stuff. But what would often happen is like because it's so narrow, like half the time like two cars could barely get by each other. So you'd have to like always have these stops and flows. Mm. So like. 
overall, I'm sure if like if you looked at all the cars and stuff, there wasn't that many, but it's because it was so small space. It was like it would take you like it would be like, oh, it's a 15 minute walk or like a 40 minute car journey. You know what I mean? (laughs) It was it was crazy. Like, yeah, some of the traffic was really bad. And I don't remember because I was in Bali in 2011, which is obviously many years ago. And I don't remember the traffic being this bad at all. I don't even remember the traffic. Maybe Mm. it was, but I don't remember it. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I don't remember at all like that. Mm-hmm. Th- it was this bad. So I think it's gotten obviously very popular with tourists in the last 10 years. Yeah. Which I think it's safe to say with Instagram and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, and Bali and is Eat, Instagram Pray, Love heaven. is Instagram heaven. And then the, the movie Eat, Pray, Love, you know. Um, so I think that made a big like impact on the tourism oh, for industry. Sure. So, yeah, the, the traffic was very, very bad. Yeah. But uh, other than that, Bali is beautiful. Oh, my God. It is stunning yeah. mm-hmm. and also you have to be careful of the side the lack of sidewalks yes <laughs> we we got there and then like we went for a walk right outside our hotel mm-hmm. and like the thing with bali is i don't know why i guess they just haven't developed it enough yeah but on the sidewalks i mean again if there are sidewalks usually there aren't so you kind of have to like just walk on the side of the road and the cars are already packed. and the cars are there and but then there's like random giant holes yeah. on the ground. So you have to be very careful when you're walking around Bali. Yeah. Because I'm like, I could easily fall into any of these holes. Oh, yeah. Imagine like, coming home super drunk. Yes. You got to be very careful. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Bali was amazing. There's so many vegan restaurants. I, I mean, we haven't even touched the surface. I feel yeah. like there's so much more I want to try. Yeah. I definitely want to go back for sure. Um, Thailand, I would go back to... A different side of Thailand, I think. Yeah. Bangkok is like a lot. Yeah, Bangkok is... is it's, <laughs> it's really cool. There's a yeah. lot of cool things. If you have never been to Bangkok, I yes. think go. But like once you've been there a couple times, you know, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's a huge city. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it's one of the top destinations of the world. I was very surprised. That's, that like it's one of the top five, mm. which which surprised me a lot, actually. Because I feel like, like Thailand is a very well-traveled place. Yeah. But I don't know, like top five sounds like a lot. But do you think it's like partially because it's like a starting point into Thailand maybe? I don't know. I mean, yes, for sure. Yeah. Like for people going to Thailand, for sure. I just, I guess I just never knew that so many people went to Thailand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently it's one of the top five. Yeah. And, which is uh, wild. Which is wild. And like the thing with Bangkok traffic is, what was the reason that it was so... So I Googled this because I was like, there's other cities I've been to that yeah. have lots of people and, you know, the traffic isn't quite as bad. It's always bad when you have more people, obviously. Yes, but Bangkok was on a different level. Yeah, Bangkok's exceptionally bad. And I think there was a couple of reasons. I remember I Googled this and the one reason was like the infra- the transit infrastructure. Mm-hmm. They have some trains and stuff, but it wasn't built up enough. Right. And then the, and o- they don't have a subway. Yeah. Which is kind of surprising. Yeah. And the other reason they have like a sky train, right? Yeah. Yeah. The other reason they said is actually the infrastructure or the way the roads were built. It, um, it basically it supports or there's more cars than what the infrastructure supports by a factor of, Eight to one. So like it's been built for one car and there's eight oh times Oh my that. God. And that's why the traffic is that's so bad. insane. Yeah. That was some stat I read off the internet yeah. or whatever, but it would make sense because literally, oh my God, everywhere we went in, in Bangkok. Yeah. It was like you're stuck in traffic for hours. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, like imagine that's your day to day driving. It's very stressful, I yeah. think. So yeah, Bangkok, if you go, I recommend you know, trying to take the sky train or something. Yeah. Or walk if you can. Or walk if you can. But Bangkok's such a big city. It's huge. It's, it's huge. It's huge. And sometimes like you do need a car to get around. Yeah. So it's a bit difficult. But uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, mm. <laughs> still a cool city. There's tons to do. We went to like a couple of floating markets, which were really cool. Yeah. Basically, you get on a boat and then you buy shit like, you know, on from other boats yeah. or from like the market there and we went to like a different floating market i mean we did a lot of stuff we did a railway market we did a railway market where they basically have this market along like on either side of a rail like a little train track that was stressful 
like you were very stressed. I was too much. Yeah, for you, because you really hate big crowds as well, right? Well, it's, a, it's I don't mind them so much. It's when it's a big crowd of chaos. Yeah, it was chaos. Yeah, like a big crowd in a direction. Okay, yeah. cool, I can. But deal it was with it. it wasn't like insane, insane. I think, I've seen worse. No, I know. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> but like, I, I think because you weren't standing where I was. I was standing like in the middle of it. It was Trust very me. <laughs> like stressful. I was standing in the middle of it, but I was like, okay, you're right. I, I was like, I need to get out of this. Mm. But basically, basically the railway, the train track on the either side, there's all of these markets, people selling random shit. Mm. They have all the stuff out. And then when the train comes, to be fair, the train comes very slowly. And it's infrequent too. I think it's a yeah. couple times a day. So when the cr- train comes, they like everyone all the market people they clear all this stuff off Mm -hmm. so that the train can pass so that's like a big kind of tourist attraction yeah so we were there and uh, that day was hot as fuck i almost died Um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Yeah. still really cool bangkok is really cool Mm -hmm. but it's it's like a lot um and there's so many different places in Thailand to go to. So there is, yeah. Anyway, that 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 was our trips. Yeah. Uh, now we're back. We got back last night, very late. Oh, so we're kind so of we're exhausted. Very tired, guys. <laughs> like this is very. This was a struggle to do this today. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, do we have to? We have we have a tired and a hangry Daniel. Mm-hmm. A great combo, I would say. <laughs> my well, my favorite combo is hungover Daniel. So <laughs> unfortunately, we did not get drunk last night. No, oh god. That All right, guys. So hopefully you enjoyed our pre-recorded episodes. Yeah. Um, do we have any new patrons? We sure do, Ooh, guys. Okay. If you don't know already, um, guys, we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Um, membership starts as little as $3 a month and you get exclusive content every single month. You get all the episodes a week early and all the content on there is ad free. Um, and you get to join our little Patreon yes. community. So yeah, it's cool. Check it out. Um, and you get a shout out. Yes. So, so we got three new patrons do, yeah. in, in, the, in the last bit. Yeah. So shout outs to... Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> this person doesn't have their name, so yeah. it's have a nice day. Yeah, which is we nice. will have a nice Thank day. You. Thank you. You have a nice day as well. Um, shout outs to Rachel. And to Ivy. Thank you guys so much for joining our mm-hmm. Patreon community. Yeah. Now let's jump into some of the stories. Oh, God damn. I know some shit went down when we were gone. Yeah. Some you know, shit some, go down. some wildfires and shit. Oh, but, God. You know, I mean, can we beat a dead horse even more? I don't know. We, I, I told, I said to Rose, I was like, should we talk about, cause like a bunch of cities in Canada have been evacuated. All this shit's and going down. And Hawaii. And Hawaii. And Rose like, no, let's not, let's not depress people it's, on our it's day too back. much. <laughs> day back. Although we will talk, I'm sure there will be de- depressing stories. Yeah. Okay. So when we were coming back, there was a little bit of turbulence. And also, you know, we've, we've been, okay. In the last three weeks. Yeah. We've been on, how many flights, Daniel? So <laughs> from here to Vancouver, Vancouver to Taipei, Taipei to Bangkok. Mm-hmm. And then we did. Bangkok to Phuket. Bangkok to Phuket. Phuket then, to Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, Phuket to Kuala Lumpur, and then P- Kuala, Kuala Lumpur, Lumpur to Bali. To Bali, and then Bali to Taipei. Yeah, Taipei to Vancouver, Vancouver to Calgary. So that's nine flights. Nine flights, guys. And that's a, that's just flights. Okay, we went on a tuk-tuk ride. We did two uh, floating market boat rides. We yeah. did a speed boat ride. We did a uh, long boat. Well, th- that's the two floating boat. Rides. One of them wasn't a floating market, though, was it? Oh, okay, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. I think that it counts as a floating market, but I don't know. Yeah. Either way, so two longboat rides. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. Sorry. Okay, so <laughs> let's restart. Mm. One tuk-tuk ride, mm-hmm. two longboat rides, one speed or two speedboat rides, really. Mm-hmm. Bunch of car rides, uh, and then in Bali, what did we do? We did motorcycle. motorcycle we we went in, in vans, all lots over the, of vans. Yeah. So like. All kinds of transportation. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, I think as we were coming back, there was a bit of turbulence. And I was like, my God, we're putting a lot of trust in all of these random people <laughs> that yeah. we don't know. 
yeah. to get us to places safely. Yeah. And that leads us to the first story. And that ties into our first story, guys, which I guess this news broke that nearly 5,000 pilots licensed to operate in the U.S. were investigated for allegedly falsifying medical records to hide conditions that could deem them unfit to fly. So this is a report that came out with the, by the Federal Aviation Administration. And I guess a lot of these pilots... In the USA. In the United States of America. Oh, um, Where I guess, you know, and I, you know... I guess there's a lot of pilots out there. Well, not a lot. Like, well, 5,000 is a 5, lot. 5,000 is a lot of yeah. people. Um, and I guess a lot of them, you know, this is their bread and butter. So they, if they have a medical condition, they're like, mm, I want to hide this so I can keep making money. But then it's kind of scary because if they're deemed unfit to fly, then how, Ex- why the fuck are you flying? Exactly. So they're the pilots, all military veterans. Military veterans, really? Um, are accused of knowingly concealing serious health conditions or mental health disorders to the FAA, mm-hmm. even as they reported them to other officials to collect dis- oh! disability. Benefits. So they were collecting disability benefits, yet hiding the disorders to the FAA. Yeah. This is very concerning. This is so now, concerning. But are they flying commercial flights? I think it said that most of them were... Um, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, cargo. Cargo. I think a lot of them were cargo, but I think some were. Oh yeah, here we go. Of the pilots under investigation, about 600 are licensed to fly passenger airlines while the rest are holding commercial, which is right. for cargo and other companies. But still, but commercial, commercial still. Yeah. Flying still, cargo yeah. around and shit. Everything. Yeah. But especially with pas- passengers, 600 are licensed passenger airlines. Mm-hmm. This is very concerning. Yeah. Like, is there no... To me, it's concerning that they're just taking it kind of at face value. Yeah. You know, why didn't, why wasn't there checks and balances? Well, this is, like, what's, this is what's come up here. They're saying that they're, they're, this is bringing more light to criticize the FAA's yeah. medical system screens, which often rely on the the individuals to self-report their conditions, which I feel like that shouldn't be a thing. Like there should be a way to cross-reference if yes. someone's claiming like disability. And for, also like, if they're compl- claiming disability, yeah. isn't there a way to like, and I know that, you know, for medical mm-hmm. records, it you know, a lot of it is, pri- it should be private, but when you have a job that relies on it, mm. I don't think that privacy should be the case, right? Like, and obviously it shouldn't be. Exactly. Uh, very concerning. 600 people that were flying your fucking airplanes, guys. This is insane. Uh, are not deemed to fly. Mm. Okay. So now they, they have hired or they've allocated 3.6 million to hire new medical experts and staff to re-examine certificate re- records for the pilots under investigation. Mm-hmm. God damn. God you know, damn. This, this actually reminds me of a story. I can't remember which one it was, but it was like, talked about these like pilots or somebody that was like, go. it was a pilot that was like going to fly a plane and it was like six o'clock in the morning or something. And they like blew way over the limit in terms of alcohol. And they were oh like- Oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, who are these people flying the plane? This like, reminds what? me of a darker story. So there was a story. I can't remember where this guy is from, but I think he was in this image actually. Yeah, it was this guy. So basically in 2015, um, German Wings co-pilot Andreas Lubitz mm-hmm. crashed his passenger plane into the Alps after seeking treatment for depression and suicidal tendencies. So this guy was suicidal and had severe mental health issues. And yet somehow he was flying. And I think he was flying. Yeah, he was flying a passenger plane. Yeah. And he crashed it. 
killing himself and everyone on the plane, mm-hmm. I think. Well, that's why they were seeing a lot of these pilots too. The ones that they're under investigation had like mental health mental, issues. Exactly. Mental health issues is a huge concern as yeah. well because, you know, it's the same thing. Like physical and mental, It's yeah. you, you should be concerned with both. Exactly. You don't want someone flying the plane that's suicidal thoughts. Exactly. Like that is not a good combination. No, it is not. Like, so it's like these things can happen. Mm-hmm. Not to scare people from flying. Obviously, yeah. you know, this guy, this happened. It's not a common thing. Yeah. Um, but it is concerning when the the what do you, the federal administration that's supposed to you know <laughs> be aware of this kind of stuff is not is and just they're, saying they're, oh okay you don't have depression great you say you don't like, have depression i believe you i'll take your word for it you know like, like there should mm. be a lot more checks and balances here yeah. okay this is very concerning uh anyway hopefully this will be a lesson Resolve. i wonder how canada is doing in terms of that no idea i mean this this you know maybe i don't, we don't want to fly out in the states for a while you know Dang. God damn, be scary as hell. United States of America. Oh, God. God damn. And then we don't know. We're, again, we're putting trust in a lot of other countries as well because we're flying out of all kinds of countries. Yeah. And we don't know how strenuous their policies are. We don't this know how much so they're true. putting. We don't know how much effort, you know, like some countries, they don't put as much mm. uh, emphasis on mental health. That's a new thing as or well. Or even like security. Or security. Yeah. So it's like we're putting a lot of trust on, you know, on these pilots yeah maybe for international flights there's more scrutiny scrutiny i don't know who knows and I, and this is the thing again like at the end of the day pilots are people too right they're like, people and people make mistakes people get depressed people have these things happen like yeah. oh god, oh, god damn be scary as hell daniels maybe i shouldn't fly for a while you know be scary it scared me mm-hmm. god damn all right guys so our next, next <laughs> guys, not to scare people from traveling. We've been on many flights. I know we've been fine. Well, we've, we've so far, as we've mentioned, we've been on nine flights, guys. And we Just on this trip alone. Yeah. And also the one of the flights, I mean, actually, well, yeah, the one coming back. That was, there some, was some serious turbulence. turbulence on that flight. I yeah. was like, at one point I was like, were you scared? A little bit. Yeah. And I looked like looked over and you were like kind of sleeping, I think. And I was like, oh, oh God, really? how is Rose oh. sleeping through this? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I missed the really serious turbulence. There, was, like, some there was some turbulence and it was like kind of bad in some parts. I was yeah. like, oh, I was a bit scared, but it didn't last very long. True. And I was like, okay, I think it's fine. And then maybe I was sleeping when it would have, when yeah. it had the worst Even turbulence. Even when we're coming, getting back to Vancouver. There was a little bit of turbulence. There was quite a bit yeah. before we were about to yeah. land. I was like, oh God. I don't like turbulence, Dean. Me neither. It makes me feel so uneasy because it's like you have literally no control. There's no control. You're on, you're on the fucking plane in the goddamn air yeah so that, it, it still freaks me out the fact that we are able to even do this I as know. a species like we're able to put people on <laughs> in a tube really <laughs> god damn and then like it like flies over the fucking air well it's wild how it flies too because like you know how birds fly they like flap their wings and yeah stuff. how does it this thing fly? just has like metal wings and it just like because it goes so fast honestly it, it like it blows my mind blows my mind too god anyway damn. continuing on so there's some backlash. There is some backlash here, guys. Spain, you be you be under trouble. Yes. <laughs> well, not Spain, but yeah. So basically, guys, if you haven't heard this story, um, there is a gentleman by the name of Luis. I don't know how to say his Rubiales. Luis Rubiales. Rubiales. <laughs> leading know. officials within the Spanish Football Federation asked um, suspended president. Well, I guess he was already suspe- suspended president. Luis, well, now he's suspended. Oh yeah, to he? to resign on Monday because of his behavior at the Women's World Club Cup Club oh. Cup. Do you want me to read this? Daniel? Yes, can you? I'm like dying. So. Rubiales, which is the dude that was the president mm-hmm. of the Spanish Football Federation. Yeah. Um, he, I guess, decided to kiss uh, a player on the lips yeah. after Spain won the championship match. Mm-hmm. So Women's World Cup, Spain wins the match. Yeah. And this fucking president guy 
I guess maybe he was overly excited. Yeah. You know, Spanish people are a little bit more, you know, you know. <laughs> but usually they do it on, on the, the cheeks, cheeks to, yeah. to people that you don't know. But I guess he got like super, I don't know, whatever the fuck he was mm. doing. But I guess he decided to kiss one of the players yeah. who was obviously a woman. And it's, it's, uh, it seems to be, uh, how do I say, uh, inspiring many discussions. Yes. Yeah. So so I guess now he's maybe going to resign because of this. And um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? <laughs> well, I think I think it's it, like sports has always been a weird space. Like not just with like women, but like, I mean, this is really bad. Like how he just like. How he thought it was okay yeah, is a bit crazy. Exactly. Like, oh, I'm you don't gonna... know this woman. Exactly. I'm like, uh, you don't know who this person is. You can't just go around kissing people do, on the lips. Is there lips. a clip? I want to see the clip. Okay. Like, like, is there time? See, see, <laughs> see, see if you got, see if you got, I mean, there wouldn't be time. No, I'm just joking. I, I shouldn't know, joke like... about this. It's sexual harassment. Mm. Luis Lupiales. Okay. He, okay. So he grabs her head. Yeah. And then he like, so first it's like on the cheeks. Yeah. And they hug. And then he grabs her head and then he like kisses her on the lips. Yeah. <sighs> It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's too much. Uh, <laughs> like, is it normal in Spain to kiss on the lips? I don't think it is. No, because I lived in Spain and it yeah. wasn't. It was like if you meet somebody, even guys, like like I, I worked at a school and like even like male teachers, you would do like a kiss. Right. Kiss. You know, it wasn't like a sexual it was usually thing. Ki- yeah. And it's always on the I cheek. I mean, it, to be fair, it doesn't look sexual. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, you know. <laughs> Still. Still. So there's a protest in Spain now. <laughs> A uh, lot of uh, women's rights protests, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, where basically, you know, people are discussing these things. And now in this article, it says, uh, Rubiales, I don't, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, okay, yeah. has faced a torrent of criticism from around the globe <laughs> over his behavior, blah, 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 including his kiss of the Spain player yeah. Jenny Hermoso without her consent yeah. during the on-field trophy ceremony. <laughs> he was also widely criticized for grabbing his crotch... <laughs> In a victory gesture while in the presidential box near Spain's queen and her teenage daughter. Fun times. Yeah. He's a he's an expressive man. So he was suspended from office Saturday by soccer's governing body FIFA, which is investigating his conduct. Mm. I mean, I mean, it's good to hear that they're like doing stuff about this, but I don't know. I don't know. It seems very like, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Well, I think he shouldn't be going around doing this. <laughs> I think that's clear. Mm -hmm. So his mother, so this guy's mother on Monday started a hunger strike in a church in Southern Spain to defend her son, demanding an end to the bloody and inhumane hounding of him. God damn. (laughs) Do you think it's too extreme that they're suspending him? No, I don't think that's too extreme. I think it's fair. I think that there needs to be more discussion, though, around... You're right. Like, sports are weird. Yeah. Okay? I think I think also they're just a generally toxic place. Yes. It, that's what In I mean. many it's ways. It's generally toxic. So I think he's just a symptom of this. Yeah. But, like, you know, guys especially, they'll do all kinds of crazy shit, I'm like sure. grabbing each other asses. Exactly. Doing all this stuff. So when it's a guy, usually, mm. like, this discussion... Like, if it was a guy... That was on the receiving end of the kiss. I wonder what the backlash would have been. It would have been different, probably. I don't think there would have even been backlash. Yeah. I feel like they just fucking, you know, you know, you know, what we talk about it's very homoerotic. It is there. honestly, guys. Whenever I see sports, I'm just like, I should get more into sports because <laughs> it is. They're like grabbing each other's asses, like fucking making out on the on the fucking ground and shit. I'm just like, what is going on here? Maybe not the making out. Part. No, I know, but but I feel like yeah, if a, if a guy kissed another guy, if mm. it was if it was another guy. I do think it would have been a different reaction. Yeah. Well, there's so much, honestly, whenever I hear about like, especially like these big sports leagues and stuff, there's so many like 
um, toxic things. Like, do you remember there was like the, um, that huge controversy around, I think it was women's volleyball or something. And oh. how one team wanted to wear like longer shorts or something. Yes. And like the, the confederation of like the shorts policy or whatever, <laughs> which was like all old white men were like, no, you need to wear the short shorts. You need to wear the bikini bottoms or right, whatever it was. Like, right. Things like this. Like it's, it's like, so misogynistic. Exactly. It's like even like, even think about tennis. The guys wear like a full t-shirt this and is like, true. And, and the girls girl have, have to wear, wear this little tiny dainty. skirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I mean, I get it that there's shorts under and stuff, but it's like, come on. Like, I know. You know, and, and there's no like leeway there. Like it's, it's very like that. And then also think about on the flip side too, with like men's sports, it's like homosexuality, yeah. for example, is very frowned upon. Mm-hmm. And like, even if a player is gay, like their management yeah. team and stuff yeah. is like, keep it under don't wraps. Ask, don't tell. <laughs> okay. God, exactly exactly that don't ask don't tell don't ask don't tell so uh yeah so i think okay yes he should have been there should be backlash mm-hmm. for sure i think that for sure like we need to talk about it we need to yeah. discuss i think it's a good time to discuss like whether this is appropriate obviously it's not i don't mm-hmm. think it's appropriate to like kiss especially like the way he did it too it was very like <laughs> like i know like grabbing her head and but do i think that he meant anything like I don't want to defend him. Yeah. But I do think like maybe he's not like, like I don't want to be like, oh, he's like a sexual predator or like, you know what I mean? But do I think he should be suspended? Do I think mm. there should be consequences? Yes. Mm. Um, do you see what I'm saying? Do you think, do you think my, I'm too, I'm too uh, lenient, lenient on him? Deny rise. I mean, I don't know this person. Maybe mm. he's done crazy things in the past. Yeah. I think he was in the moment and he did something that he shouldn't have done. Yeah. So I think it's a time to reflect and discuss that that's not appropriate. Yeah. I think it's more that, you know, maybe in sports, maybe he's used to doing this to men. I don't know. Exactly. Fuck, I don't know. God damn. But, but is it, it is fucking bit... inappropriate? Yes. Yeah. I mean, what would you do if someone just grabbed yeah, your head so... and fucking laid one on oh, you? Oh, God, it's weird. And I'd be like, oh, God, like, get away yeah, from Yeah, it's too me. much. <laughs> quit, like, quit, quit that with my mouth. Yeah, like, y- quit that with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, get away from me. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, he raped her face. It's not good. <laughs> That's not okay. It's not okay. And, like, especially in, again, like, yes. The, the thing is, it's a professional setting as well, right? Yeah. yeah. It's sport. That's the thing with sports. People get super fucking riled up mm. and they do things that they probably would not normally do. Yeah. You know, like sp- even sports fans, they go crazy mm-hmm. and they like, you know, fucking riot if their fucking team doesn't win. It's like, come on. Okay. I never understood that either because I'm like, it's not like you're playing. I know. This is the thing. Okay. People make fun of women for being, you know, fangirly or whatever. Yeah. But like, let's talk about the fanboys here, okay? Oh my that God. are fanboying over sports. That literally get, they get so invested. I know. Which, you know. I get it. Like, you can be passionate. You can enjoy sports. Exactly. And I do find it kind of hot when a guy's like really into sports. I'm like, yeah. Yes. but not when they're like <laughs> insane. I know, true. Not when like, they're crazy. Yeah, they watch sports and they, you know, follow it or yeah. they play sports. That's, you know, even better. Exactly. Um, But if they're like so obsessive. Yeah, but then they, and they get so, like, I get it. You have your team, you cheer for them, but they get like so it's involved. Like all their and I'm pent up, like, exactly. like, male, toxic male <laughs> energy that they have to release somehow through yeah. the sports. I always think to myself, I'm like, you're not actually on the field. Like, I would understand you getting that passionate if you were fucking playing mm-hmm. but you're not it's like nothing you can do is going to impact but not even when you're playing you shouldn't get this crazy you know, know. like it's but a, i would it's understand it more game. yes totally yeah. it's a fucking game and yeah you're not playing buddy mm-hmm. I, people like make it seem like the team that they're playing they're like you know yeah and it's like buddy you're not playing i get it you can you can be excited or sad and like yelling at the tv is gonna have some influence exactly. on like how it's going. yeah come on give them some defense <laughs> fuck you yeah. get in there morales ah. <laughs> i mean that part like i've <laughs> I've definitely been like, this is why I don't watch sports. I feel like I get stressed out. I'm like, yeah. ah! <laughs> I'm like, no! 
Like, uh. So I get it, but like to get so pent up and so angry and yeah. so like thr- like rioting and like people killing each like people have killed each other over sports i know it's wild for fuck's sake it's a fucking game it is anyway it's dumb <laughs> it's dumb <laughs> yet we take it so seriously because it's a man's game you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it should we talk about this depressing story that you see oh my god this? so i just saw the story i mean I'm, i don't know why i'm laughing because it's so ridiculous but yeah. it's so sad at the same time so a Ugandan man is charged with aggravated homosexuality and faces the death penalty. That's so crazy. First of all, what does it mean to be aggravated? I don't know what What's that... the difference between homosexuality and aggravated maybe that homo- mean, homosexuality? Maybe that means you're acting on it. So like maybe if you're just homosexual, that's a different crime. Mm. But if you're acting on it, it's aggravated. Mm. I don't know. So basically, the authorities have charged a man with aggravated homosexuality, mm-hmm. which carries a possible death penalty. In the first use of the charge since the enactment in May. Oh, so I guess this is a new thing. So in May, an anti-gay law has been uh, has been enacted. Yeah. Uh, and now this is the first. Like. Which is kind of surprising. Yeah. It's like a new law. So the law has widespread support in Uganda. I mean, I'm shocked. I mean, not shocked. But it's like, a very religious country as but well. But has think. drawn pressure, obviously, from abroad. As yes, you know, the World Bank earlier this month announced a decision not to consider new loans to Uganda because of the right. law, drawing angry an angry response. And this is another thing too. It's like you know, again, we're a global economy, so if countries are doing things that we don't agree with, yeah. we have the power sanctions. Yeah, to do sanctions yeah. and to do things that we think is not great. Right. The suspect is identified as a twenty year old. Twenty year old. I don't know why peasant, peasant. in quotes. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess because it's such a demeaning term. Yeah. So basically, it's a 20-year-old person that's not financially doing well yeah. in the Eastern District of Soroti, who was charged on August 18th with having unlawful sexual intercourse with a 41-year-old man. What about the 41-year-old man? I know. Man? What's going on with him? Um, I think I saw another article that's saying both were like potentially being charged. Anyways, basically, aggravated homosexuality is defined as cases of same-sex sexual relations involving a minor. Yeah. Is a 20-year-old a minor? I don't think so. And also, shouldn't the 41-year-old be charged Mm. if the 20-year-old is a minor? Yeah. Anyway, and other categories of vulnerable people or when the perpetrator is infected with HIV. The charging document does not clarify the aggravating factor in the case or or say how the victim may be part of the vulnerable population. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says the offense, offense took place at a sports stadium in Soroti. Uh, so yeah, a, suspe- a suspect convicted of attempted aggravated homosexuality can be imprisoned for up to 14 years under the new law. Oh my God. It's so crazy. Homosexuality is criminalized in more than 30 of Africa's 54 countries. Mm. Remind me not to go there. Oh God. Like, not all of Africa. So no, 30 of 54. But like, but yeah, I wonder, do not go to those countries. I wonder like, for example, if I had a partner, right? And like, we went to like Africa, like not Africa, but like certain places yes. in, in Africa, like Uganda, Uganda or something like this. Like, I wonder, I mean, obviously we would have to pretend to be bros. Yeah. Because if we, I wonder if, if, if outsiders are caught doing anything homosexual. Oh, God damn. If we would I be. I think so. Because it's like, you're technically in the country. So you have to follow their rules. I think. That would but I sense. feel like, I think that if it, ha- like, let's say you went, not that like, you know, I would encourage people to do these things or, yeah. you know, put their lives at risk. But I feel like if you went and like, let's say you got caught mm. doing the deed. God damn. Um, <laughs> and, and then you got arrested. I think like your government 
has some sort of power. I, I, but I think that also depends on your relationship with the country, like the country's I think relations. It would. So the government may have power to just bring you back. Yeah. I think. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it's apparently criminalized in more than 30 of Africa's 54 countries. So more than half That's so fucked up. of Africa uh, sees it. Some Africans see it as a behavior imported from abroad and not a sexual orientation. It's very backwards here. Um, so police in Nigeria on Tuesday announced the detention of at least 67 people celebrating a gay wedding in one of the largest mass detentions targeting homosexuality. So they've arrested, uh, 67 people that were at a gay wedding in Nigeria. So that's just another example. That's another example of a country where, uh, it's illegal, I guess. God, this is crazy. It's like, really crazy. I feel so bad for the LGBT community yeah. in, in these countries. Because like the thing is, it's so funny because a lot of these places, like I can't remember which country it was, but they were like, gay people don't exist in right. our country or something. You know, it's like just stupid shit. And mm. I'm like, there's as many LGBTQ plus people yes. in all of those countries as there are in North America. Mm. Like there's not a defining factor to say there's more homosexuals <laughs> in one area than another, you yeah. know? So like... It'd be everywhere. It's just, it's just sad because it's like those, those individuals are not living their true life. I know. And And it's not like it's easy for them to like get out, you know, their lives are there. Exactly. Their lives, their family, maybe they love their country. Maybe they they can't afford to leave. You know, there's so many different factors like, and yet they can't, they can't express themselves. God, I'd be terrified. I would be so terrified to it's be there scary. and be gay because it's like, I let's say I meet somebody I like, I couldn't date. I couldn't like, you couldn't yeah. openly date at least. Yeah. And this is beyond just social stigma. This is like, you're going to get fucking arrested and killed. Potentially. Death penalty. Oh God. I really hope it doesn't go to that, that level. Um, oh, cause that's damn. just like, come on now. Like, and the fact that this law, this new law passed mm. in May. It's so bad. Like, that's crazy. This new president must be insane. God damn, be so sad. Like, it's just so sad. Like, we just need more education around this topic. Yeah. Because I feel like even, I don't know, like, even in Korea, people probably still think there's no such thing as gay people. Yeah. Because like I said, I, we jokingly talk about this, um, but I feel like Korean people, like, it, living in Korea, they have no gaydar. Yeah. And I always joke, so, like, if I brought Daniel... <laughs> to korea people think like he's like my fiance or something or like my boyfriend boyfriend and like because people just and i mean also like obviously you're not like presenting but even if you presented super gay yeah whatever that means but you know what i mean like super feminine tops i feel like people would just be like oh he's interesting like (laughs) he's a character a lot of people just like don't uh, they have no gaydar because they don't uh, acknowledge that they exist. Mm. You know what I mean? A yeah, lot of yeah. times. So I saw this TikTok and I was telling Daniel about it. This guy that's like super gay as fuck. Okay. Like very obviously gay. He yeah. was like, he made this TikTok being like, guys, Korean people have no gaydar. I guess he like lives in Korea or like goes to school in Korea. Yeah. And he's like, Korean people have no gaydar because I was talking to my friend in one of my classes who's a girl, mm-hmm. was a Korean girl and telling her how he's like gay and stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then apparently she made some comment like, oh, does that mean like you and I are like not a thing or something like this? And he like, he's like, come on now. I am so fucking gay. And he like shows his outfit. It is like the gayest outfit ever. (laughs) And he also just like, you know, very flamboyant, you know. And you're just like, how do you not, how do you not see it? Yeah. But again, no gaydar because it doesn't exist. Damn, that'd be wild yeah. as it. I didn't oh. like. I didn't know gay people existed when I was living in Korea when I was a young young mm-hmm. kid. You know, that was like not a thing. I didn't think it was a thing until I was a you know I was a lot older. 
That's interesting. I know. Isn't should, that interesting? Well, it should be taught in schools, but apparently now some places well, are revoking it from being in the education oh my, system. This is the thing. That's why it should be taught in schools because we need to know that it's fine. It's a thing. It exists. It's out there. Um, but, you know, mm. the USA starting to go backwards as well the country the, the world is going backwards i know it's it's crazy it's crazy <sighs> anyways so another wonderful story coming from asia this mm-hmm. time japan begins releasing fukushima's treated radioactive water into the pacific ocean okay prompting strong rebook from china now it is treated mm-hmm. Now, we don't really know what that means i think the reason why there's a lot of backlash mm. is because so obviously fukushima this is like fucking you know radioactive water it's like potentially very toxic okay Um, but it's been treated quote unquote so they say it's safe yeah now do we trust the japanese government i don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) continue read (laughs) (laughs) well no it just said so i guess tokyo's electric power company began releasing treated radioactive water from from the wrecked fukushima nuclear power plant into the Pacific Ocean on Thursday afternoon. So it's already been happening. Yes. Executives of the company told reporters they would immediately halt the release of treated water into the Pacific if any issues were detected. See, this is this is why I'm not convinced because I, I understand. No, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's like this is very dangerous. Yeah. Right? Because we're talking about the Pacific Ocean here. Yeah. We're already... Here's the thing. It's not like the ocean is doing well. Yeah. Okay. The ocean is not doing well already. It's It's fucking dying. We are on the precipice of something very, it's, it's bad. Mm. And to release this very potentially toxic water into the ocean and then saying, oh, we're just going to halt practice once we see problems. Yeah. Like, has it been tested anywhere else? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting too because it's like okay, it's it's treated and stuff, but is there a reason like why do they have to dump this water? Can they? Not I don't just know. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering this, as well. Can they cannot just hold on to it, or do they have to dump it? I don't think they have to because they've yeah. obviously held on to it for for many years. Well, yeah, because when did Fukushima happen? This, like a long time ago. Yeah, years ago. So, so the controversial decision, which has drawn protests in Japan, South Korea, and elsewhere, prompted Chinese officials to issue a searing statement on Thursday, saying Beijing opposes and strongly condemns it. Japan's actions were selfish and irresponsible as the ocean belongs to all of humanity. Agreed. But it's like the, the, it's kind of ironic though. I mean, that come on. That China saying that? Not just China, but any of any country in the world cuz like we yes. all are fucking up the ocean. So like This is true. It, you know, I feel like Japan is kind of being a scapegoat right now to be like and it's not great that's the situation true. that's happening, but it's like a lot of these countries dump so much shit into the oceans. That's very true. Like That is very true. Yeah, but I agree. Like this is not good. Like and they're saying there could be a man-made secondary disaster to the local people in the whole world if Japan chooses to dump water into the ocean just to serve Japan's selfish interests. Right. Like, what do they want to do with it? I'm assuming they want to use the power plant. Yeah. Maybe. So they want to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, But it. you're right, though. Like, it, it might be a bit of a... We're just focusing on one very small issue. Mm. But it is... Because it's like radioactive water, mm. I think it could do. You could potentially do so much damage, and I think that's what's also scary. Yeah. And also, Japan, China, and Korea have a very uh, tumultuous relationship. Mm. Japan has a very tumultuous re- relationship with the rest of Asia, mm. so I think that's another reason why it's like bringing up even more emotions here. Yeah. Um. And also, the Pacific Ocean is being shared by you know a lot of these Asian countries. Yeah. So they're all kind of in that same area, in that same area. Japan's very close to Korea. Yeah. So it's understandable why people Mm. are upset, but you're right. You know, maybe we should be upset at every, (laughs) every ocean dumping. Yeah. Um, 
But I guess this one is like a very unique one, which mm-hmm. is why we're focusing on it. Well, I think you're right. I mean, it's yeah. a little bit different. I mean, obviously we have countries dumping trash and stuff. You're, you're totally right. I think, and who's to say that this is more uh, dangerous than what we're already doing yeah. on a mass scale? Well, and one could even go further to say like the whole Fukushima disaster. I mean, it was part of, obviously there's more going mm-hmm. on and everything, but a lot of that nuclear, like that was done by the like U.S. bombing. Right. right? Like the nuclear bombs that yes. were dropped. So it's kind of, okay, so whose responsibility is it as part of the world oh, war that we were all in? You know what I oh, mean? Oh, God. And, and Japan has to deal with it. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, one could argue a lot of things. They could. There's many different There's ways. The, I'm many not, layers. I'm not justifying it by any many means. Many layers. Um, and you could, I mean, Japan also did, uh, what is it? What, what Pearl Harbor. Yeah, exactly. It, they were just fighting fucking each other, okay? And they did a lot of fucking shit to each yeah. other. U.S. did a lot of fucking shit yeah. in Japan, in Vietnam, all over the fucking world. Exactly. But same with Japan. Japan did a lot of shit too. Like it's like, mm. but now it's like we're at this, this, it's concerning. Um, but apparently uh, international experts have asserted the treated water meets safety standards. Do we trust it? Who knows? Who knows? Are we going to see what's going to happen as we get radioactive fish yeah. dying all over oh the ocean? Oh my God. It's so bad. Yeah. Again, I do think that it is brought up more so because it's Japan doing it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Because yeah. it's Japan, China, and Korea. They don't like Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Like, let me tell you. So I think that's partially the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. It's like this water is probably safer, potentially safer than a lot of the other shit that we're releasing into the ocean. Um I mean, at least it's treated. I mean, I mean, we don't, I don't know, know what that to what means. I know. Like, exactly. How do they get rid of it? Exactly. So I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure either. What that means. Like, can people live in um, Chernobyl? Is that is that open now? I don't know. Is that treated? Can you treat all all think, nuclear shit? All fucking what do you call it? The radioactive shit? Can you mm, treat it all? I don't know. God it's fucking damn. scary. It is scary. And sometimes you don't see things until generations over. Well, this is it, and they might be long term effects. So. Who the F knows? God damn. I don't know. I think it's like even when they are. Um, it might it might be, you know. Uh, by the way, I'm getting I realize I'm getting them mixed up when I said what Fukushima because Fukushima was a nuclear power plant in Japan. Oh, that was a that different was just, thing. That right. Was different We're talking the about the World War Two bombings. Yeah. When was so this is not the USA is doing. No, no. This, this was I, but this was this was a result of like, I yeah. believe it was a tsunami or something. Oh, that like, or like an earthquake. Right, I right, right, say, right, 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 right. That like disrupted. What the, was the, the place that was plant? the atomic bomb? Um, It was uh, Hiroshima. Hiroshima and. And. and, and o- that, Os- Osaka or no. Nagasaki? No, yeah, something like this. Yeah, one. I, I should Hiroshima know. for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So you're right. I was also confused. I was confused because I heard Fukushima and I was like, "That sounds familiar." Is that where the yeah, bomb was just, dropped? I just heard Japan. Yeah. Clearly, we're very uh, educated on mm, this. We know a lot about I Japan. He- I heard Japan and I was like, "Oh, it's the bombing." Mm. But anyway, still, you know, who's to say God that? Damn, Japan has a lot of fucking. They have a lot of nuclear stuff. Nuclear shit there. happening over there. Are you okay? Like Jesus Christ. God damn. I don't know, man. It's a bit scary. It is a bit scary. Um, next story. Next story. So this one. Another fun one. Have you heard about this? I mean, when you when you read it to me, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wear chrome, Beyonce tells her fans. Um, fast fashion experts ring the alarm on concert attire. So essentially, the rise of these insane concerts. Mm-hmm. Not that concerts weren't huge before, but I feel yeah. like concerts with Taylor Swift, Beyonce, who else is there? somebody yeah. else yeah it's become this like phenomenon uh where everyone has to go everyone has to be there everyone yeah. has to go it's a big thing and now because people are going to these concerts mm. they buy 
all kinds of attire yeah. to go to these concerts. Well, and sometimes they're do. So what happened with the Beyonce concert? Why this is all of a sudden coming into focal, right? Focal light. She goes, um, Beyonce concert goers are rushing to fast fashion, fast, fast, fast fashion, fast fashion retailers <laughs> to find chrome skirts and cowboy boots in their quest to fulfill the superstars quote unquote birthday wish to celebrate with you wearing your most fabulous silver fashions to shows. So she made an announcement. She wanted everyone to be like dressed kind of like silver, you know? Yes. So she's encouraging people to wear certain things. Yeah. And then of course this is now increasing fast Mm -hmm. fashion sales, which is concerning. Yeah. And a lot of people had already got outfits to go to these concerts, for example. And they're like now buying buying new ones. And it's like, they're maybe the concert, the outfits that they got, they're not even going to use now. And it's like, it's really, it's just very wasteful. It's super wasteful. And it's constantly like, it's, it's perpetuating this like idea or not idea. The, the problem with fast fashion, which typically, you know, fast fashion is very exploitative in nature. Generally, like you're using, you know, sweat, sweat labor and all sorts of things to keep the cost really, really low um so there's some form of exploitation happening in some way to make the clothes really low yeah or really cost low and um it's usually really cheap quality and it falls apart so like yes they're like for one-time use which is such a waste you know especially for concerts like yeah. you know this is just it's like this i mean but this is like a pattern everywhere you know mm. um th- same thing i've heard people talking about this in terms of like bachelorette parties mm. just people buying unnecessary things that you will wear one time yeah Literally, and just like all kinds of like merch, not just fashion, but like just yeah. little items, like baby showers where people buy unnecessary things mm. and just waste so much yeah. on a party. Especially for these one-time use things. It's yeah, like, it's, oh my God, what are you it's doing? really bad. Like we need to, I'm, I'm, we've, we're also like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, violators of yeah. this stuff as well. But these are things that we need to think about mm. nowadays more so uh, than ever because we, we just do these things without thinking without thinking about the consequences of it. And, you know, when we do it on such a mass scale, like it's a huge problem. It really is. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a big issue, guys. Don't yeah. don't be buying new things for the fucking... Exactly. You're already spending hundreds of dollars, oh my God. if not thousands, thousands of dollars on now. going to these fucking concerts. I still, guys, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot get over... The price. The price of these tickets. I've never... Like, but it's not as expensive when they first buy it. It's the... Right? I'm pretty sure. Know. I'm pretty sure it's people buy it and, and then, then resell they it. resell, but the resale value. Like I've heard of like ten thousand yeah, dollars for Taylor not, Swift tickets. There's I'm no like, way she's selling for that price because she would get so much backlash. I'm like, who the fuck is paying ten thousand dollars first of all to go to a Taylor Swift People concert? People are paying thousands of dollars. It's so crazy. It's come insane. on, guys. Come on, guys. Watch it on TV. Watch. <laughs> Save yourself the money and go on a nice trip to Bali. Like exactly. Like why You'll the spend hell? Less. Exactly. You'll spend less than that. Have an amazing time. Like yeah. I'm so sorry, but like if I had, if I had an option right to go to a taylor <laughs> swift concert or let's say a, a, an artist i really loved go to their concert versus going on a fucking epic trip for three months that would probably be less expensive mm-hmm. i would go on an epic trip for three months yes like i know people are insane yeah uh people just have too much money apparently yeah but yeah we need to we need to really think about this consumer consumerism stuff mm-hmm. myself included yeah. i try to buy most things from um uh, thrift stores, uh, consignment stores, but it's hard. Like it's not, it's, it's everywhere. Exactly. Even when we're, even when we're traveling, mm-hmm. there's so much stuff to buy. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Well, like, and even all the, over Southeast Asia. And even look at like how airports are designed. I mean, yeah. they've always been designed this way, but I noticed it just cause we've been through so many airports. It's so annoying. Like you just want to get to your gate or you want to go somewhere and you have to do the windy road yeah. through the fucking duty free. Yeah. And you're just like, I don't want to buy anything. Like there's just, shit to buy everywhere. But yeah. this is how we've, 
this is how we've constructed our society. Mm. So it's like, can you blame that? These are, this is how people make a living. Yeah. You go to a market in Southeast Asia, there's same shit everywhere. Yeah. How many sarongs have we seen? I know. And also I'm, I'm like, how are these guys all in business? They're all selling the exact I same know. thing. Like I just, I can't. But it's like, that's how they make a living. So it's like, yeah. what are we supposed to do but to yeah. buy these things? It's wild. It's wild. It's wild. It's insane. Anyway, next. <laughs> okay, last story. Um, parasitic worm removed from brain of Australian woman. You missed the key words though, Rose. <laughs> Alive and wriggling. <laughs> new, Ew. new finding in the first <gasps> case of a fully grown it? worm living in the brain of any mammalian species, human or otherwise. A live eight centimeter long worm. So eight centimeters that's long yeah was removed from the brain of a 64 year old australian woman by doctors in the world's first case of a new kind of parasitic infection in humans the round worm was still alive and wriggling when it was surgically pulled out of the patient's brain i wonder if it caused any like damage or suspect the worms researchers including those blah blah blah, suspect the worms larvae were also present in other organs in the woman's body including lungs and liver this is the first ever case to be described in the world. The new finding, according to experts, is also the first case of a fully grown worm living in the brain of any species. God damn. The worm is usually common to carpet pythons. Its larvae are usually found in small mammals and marsupials, which are then eaten by the python, allowing the life cycle to complete itself in the snake. Oh, okay. But how did it get there? You know, how did it get into the woman to begin with? Yeah. Does it say anything? Yes, it sounds like in the latest case, the woman in Australia likely caught the round worm after collecting a type of native grass. What? Beside a lake where she lived. This is where a python may have likely shed the parasite through its feces. Round worms are known to be resilient and capable of thriving in a wide range of environments. Well, clearly someone's brain. I know. Um, they are known to cause stomach pain, vomiting, diarrhea, appetite, and weight loss, fever, and tiredness in humans. Mm. But they usually live in like a stomach. I know, like your stomach or like something like that. Like a this. brain makes no sense. I know. How did it get there? Doctors said the woman's symptoms first started in January 2021. She developed abdominal pain and diarrhea, followed by fever, cough, and shortness of breath. She was admitted to the hospital, blah, 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 followed by constant... They said the symptoms were likely due to, to migration... They said these symptoms were likely due to the migration of the roundworm larvae from bowel into other organs, such as oh. your liver and your lungs. Ooh. Oh, you can like see it in there. I know. That's disgusting. That is so gross. Ew. And then in 2022, the woman began experiencing subtle changes in her memory and thought processing. So basically, I think at first it was like in her stomach, which is why yeah. she was getting like diarrhea and shit. Yeah. It was in like her, you know, this system right here. And then it migrated And then up. it like migrated up <laughs> somehow into her brain. And so she started experiencing like forgetfulness mm. and depression. And then so they did an MRI scan that showed an atypical tissue injury within the right frontal lobe of the brain. It was then that a, neosur- a neurosurgeon at the Canberra Hospital found the unexpected eight centimeter roundworm that was further confirmed by par- parasitology oh God, Parasit- experts yeah, and, molecular. and molecular studies. Oh, my god so is she okay (laughs) they got it out yeah they got it out i don't know researchers cautioned, and this is again going back to everything that's been going on cautioned that the case highlights the danger of diseases and infections passing from animals to Mm -hmm. humans 
In a world where the habitats have increasingly come to overlap with each other. Thanks to us. Thanks to our doing. Okay. We've gone into their habitats and we've destroyed everything. And now they're going into our brains. Mm, Right. (laughs) Oh my God. It's fucked up. I Thank was like, God she's okay. Oh, is there more? Oh my no, God. there was more. There was more. I mean, it scares me. It makes me think of like, you know, all those like zombie movies where they're like, you know, like for example, they that, like eat their brain or that like, you remember that Korean one where that was like a parasitic worm. Was it, was it a parasitic worm? Yeah. The that, kingdom was yeah, that one? kingdom. And it made people into like bloodthirsty zombies. Oh my God. I forgot about that one. Yeah. I forgot it was a parasitic worm. Yeah. Oh, you guys. And on that positive note. On that positive note, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. We are officially back for some time we until are. until Daniel leaves again. God damn, I'm gone again. To He's leaving to Australia. Going just to a the few land, weeks. land down under. Land down under. Going God on damn. another plane. God damn. You better hope you're not flying out of the USA. I know. God, I'm God not. Damn. I know I'm flying through Vancouver. Oh, so. God damn. Well, hopefully our Canadian pilots are, you know, are a little bit more honest I'm in not their screening on the job. process. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I know. It's crazy. It is insane. Mm-hmm. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. Let us know about, down below if you're watching on YouTube. Let us know in the comments your thoughts mm-hmm. on any of the stories we covered. Uh, yeah, we want to know. Let yeah. us know if you thought we were stupid for thinking that Fuku- what is it? Fukushima, Fukushima was the same as Hiroshima. Know, it, o- it both ends in Shima. Yeah. I don't. I think I initially thought, oh, was it? I was like, I don't remember Fukushima being, you know, mm. the, the bomb. But then I yeah. just thought it was like impacted. And also That's- it was... But also, it was talking about nuclear as well. And yeah, I'm like, oh, why. nuclear. Okay. Yeah, so we put it together. Like, yeah. I thought it was impacted. Yeah. So I didn't think it was like the bomb dropped mm. there. But I was like, oh, it must have like fucking been. Japan's yeah. a small country. You know, it's not that big. Not that big. But anyway, that was my defense. Uh, but clearly, both of us don't know enough about Hiroshima and the uh, abomination that happened Dang. there. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Once again, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Make sure you follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Give us a little rating. Five stars always helps. And of course, follow us or join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the savage podcast to get all of the benefits such as ad free content, Mm -hmm. a bonus episode every single month and uh, it, uh, what else? Early episodes yeah. every single week. We're both tired, guys. Yes. Time uh, for us to go Daniel's get naps. a little bit more tired. So yeah. I'm, I'm holding the fort here, but this, the fort is crashing. Yep. Anyway, thank you so much, guys. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.